when I've thought about what this group is giving me, it's giving me inspiration. It's giving me purpose. It's giving me friendship and fun, accountability, community, like all of the juices of life are coming because I have this group that is just everything to me. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Live an Extraordinary Life. I am your host, Tim Bishop, and this podcast serves as a guide to help you define what an extraordinary life is for yourself. And on today's episode, I'm going to document my journeys, experiment with experimenting with intentional community in my life. So one of the things that I realized when I was coming to an end of my college career is that one of the beautiful things about college is that there is just so much community that is structured into the experience, whether that's through classes or sports or clubs or just the day-to-day interactions that are constantly set up. It's really a beautiful thing. And it's really, I think, a way that humans were meant to live. When you think about it, you know, we are social beings, we are tribal beings, and we are made to live together. And I think that college really fosters this environment. There's a lot of support out there that says, you know, having an environment where there is natural and constant incur- uh, constantly occurring social interaction is very good for you and is very healthy. Now, the interesting thing that I started to notice is when you graduate, this community is lost a little bit. And I think there's ways you can create it, but it seems the more common approach to life my intuition is telling me is that you kind of chase your own thing you do your own thing you get your own place Um, you still live with friends you still have friends around but it seems that over time as i've just analyzed and what i've been able to observe from the general trend is that you move farther and farther away from this community living the older and older that you get And I thought that this was a very interesting observation to make. And I learned about a concept, a Japanese concept, actually, that the Okinawans of Japan use to apply community in their life for the long term. And I thought that it was really interesting. So I just wanted to share it with you and share with you you my experiences with it and see if, you know, you resonate with any of this or if this provides value to you in some way. So the concept is called a moai. And a moai is a lifelong group uh, of friends. It's a support system, basically. So the moai was actually birthed out of the idea that the tribes in the Japanese villages, you, you couldn't get access to loans and you didn't have a ton of money. So the moais actually came together once a, uh, once a week, excuse me, and they would help each other in every way, whether that was emotionally, um, whether that was financially. There was actually financial because they say, okay, this week, you know, my kid's sick. I need to get medicine. So everyone piles a little bit of money and helps that kid get medicine. So it was this constant support system from fun to physical, to, excuse me, to mental support to financial support. And it was really a beautiful thing. And over time, they've kept the concept of a moai alive. Now, the financial support isn't really there as much, but the idea of having fun together, having regularly structured social meetups and supporting each other through life is still there. And again, the idea is that it is a lifelong group. It is a lifelong support system. And, you know, one of the main pillars of this is kind of finding the right, the right tribe, they call it. And so in people analyzing these and looking at these, you know, a lot of them 
It just has to do with how active or engaged or dependable the group that you choose to surround yourself is. And also like their health habits. That's kind of some of the big, the big things that they talked about. And for me, as I started to think about something like this in my own life, I was kind of thinking, well, how could you apply a MOI concept into your life? And actually, so I've mentioned the work of the Blue Zones before, but you know, they try to help implement these MOIs into communities on a bigger level. And how it worked in the U.S. was really just getting people together over a shared interest, shared goals, and you know, coming together and committing to meeting. Like that's really what it was. And so for me, I thought about okay, like what I want in a friend group, really, this is just talking about a friend group at the end of the day, really. I understand that. This is me intensifying what a friend group is, but at the same time, again, with that commitment thing, there's a little bit, it's a different aura when you say you're committing to a lifelong group of friends. You are committing to community. You are committing to being there to support others. And it gives your life a lot of purpose, but also, again, it just makes your life more fun when you say, we're going to do our lives together and this is going to be something that we we do forever and I'm here for you. So for me, it's been about similar interests and values and just wanting to spend time in similar ways. I think that's also kind of important too because I have a lot of friends that I love and we just don't do the same things always. So, and that's okay. But I think understanding like, if you don't do any of the same things or never want to enjoy time together, then that's going to be a little bit of a barrier. So thinking about the way you spend time and your similar interests and values and trying to form something around that. So again, I've been blessed in my life throughout high school and college to always have a ton of friends. I was always involved in a lot of things. I love people. I love being around people and it was awesome. And I'm still really close to a lot of my high school and college friends. And you know, it was interesting as time evolved because when you get older, you just start to learn about the um, the things you're interested in and the things you want to talk about and the things that, that you want to do. And over time, then I've evolved and I've, I've formed uh, a small group of, of really close friends and um, that, you know, I would consider to be my quote unquote Moai. And it doesn't mean that I'm not friends with all the other friends that I'm with, but it just means that I've started to understand that there's a group in my life that is going to support me forever, barring some crazy circumstance, right? And to say that I think is a pretty powerful thing, or I feel it is for myself, that I have a group of guys in my life who are there for me through thick and thin, no matter what happens. And I think that's a powerful thing to have in life. And it really all started the summer of 2018 we all lived at this house called the daydream. And so the daydreamers name kind of stemmed from that. But someone said, yeah, we should meet up this Monday night and we should just, we should just talk about kind of our goals from the last year and where we want to go moving forward. We were all at an interesting time. I was about to be in my last uh, year of school. My brother was about to quit his job and start as a videographer, but he didn't know that yet, but we kind of pushed him towards that. Another friend was ready to quit his job. Another friend was doing a gap year. So we were all at weird times in life and we wanted to just reflect and then talk about the future. And the conversations began and then we decided, hey, we should meet up again next week, next Monday, same spot. And we did that and then we said, hey, we should just keep doing this. And it's been about a year now and besides some locational issues, you know, we, we, we met pretty much every Monday. 
and that was a that was a routine. We threw out business ideas. We helped to encourage my brother and his friend, uh, my friend, one of the daydreamers, to quit their jobs they didn't like and to find new, better ones, which they've both done. And and um, you know, we just encouraged each other to live full and complete lives. And it was almost like you had six people looking at you in a mirror. You were saying something and you wanted something, but you couldn't even see it, but the other six could see it. And it turned into this awesome support system. And really, you know, what ended up happening is that we stopped having necessarily these Monday night meetups um, around conversation and helping each other. But we started scheduling and then just Monday nights, um, just fun, you know, whatever it might be. And we, you know, again, this isn't the only part of our relationships. The relationships are beautiful because we all like to play sports and we all like to have fun and dance and go out and travel and do these things together. But this was an aspect that was added in because we set an intention and we went after it. And now we don't schedule in these conversations as much, but they're just a natural part of our interaction. So I know if I need something from them, I can. I can talk to them. I can schedule a meetup. I know that if we're, you know, out having fun for a bunch of hours, but I tell them, yeah, I got something in my mind. I really need you right now, that they'll be there for me. So it's not like our, our entire relationships are simply based off of conversation. We enjoy time together. We have similar interests. We do a lot of things together, but we implemented a open and honesty and supporting policy that was really rooted in a deep caring for each other. And that was pretty incredible. And it took it, we took it to a next level, I guess, my senior year of college. Um, I had some of the buddies, some of my guys visit me. And one of my friends brought up the idea just simply because we ended up bumping into someone on the street about talking about study abroad and how valuable a study abroad experience is. But the conversation ended up turning into well what if what if you did it after you graduated what if you did a full year abroad what if you fully immersed yourself into environments and learned from them but you did it with a group of people and you were trying to grow together as a group and as a community and that idea started to get thrown out there for us and it was the first time that we looked into really the ideas of of communal living and what that looks like. And it sounds like a crazy concept in American society, I guess, because everyone seems to kind of fall again a similar trajectory. I don't want to say everyone, but it, it's just my intuition again, my observations are that you graduate, you live in a house with friends for a while, and eventually you get a significant other and you move in with them and then you have kids and the rest is history. But in a lot of places, not like that. In a lot of places, you remain with those friends for a long time and maybe even for life. And I learned about a community in Denmark that does just that. There's co-living communities and they basically have shared spaces and the community all shares meals and the community can watch those kids. And like, I know that me as a 22 year old talking about kids, like you're like, dude, this is a long ways down the line. But I'm looking at this in my own way as like a preventative approach to ending up in a place that a lot of people get to and don't really want to be at. And again, going back to why do people love college? There's that natural community setup in their life. So how do you create that? All these co-living communities that are now sprouting up in a lot of places all over the U.S. because I think that our generation really 
wants and longs for community are being set up because people want to live together. People want to do life together. People want to experience things together. Life is not meant to be lived alone. So we started to learn about all these different ideals and what we could do. We thought that if we went on a trip together, we'd all come back at the same time. That's another issue, right? Not everyone's always on the same schedule. But if we went on a trip together for a year, we would come back and we'd all be on the same housing schedule and we would all get this communal living environment and we would try to get others and we would try to create this little community who's all into living a good life and eating well. We'd have a community garden or whatever, right? Just like do things that that are going to make us live our lives together. So we first experimented with, with this concept this, this, this year. We went to Ireland and we went there for 10 days and it was... Uh, I believe five, no, six of the seven daydreamer crew. And we were able to spend 10 days together hiking the Mamturk Mountains, uh, drinking at the pubs in Galway, crab fishing in the, in the sea, and really embracing conversation. And we started to talk more and more about what it would be like when we all get back and live in the same spot and what we can do with that. And we got back from Ireland kind of on a high. and then, you know, people, again, people were living all over the world. We had a friend who moved to Norway. We have a friend who was living in Ireland who was, and then another friend who was studying abroad in Spain at the time. So our friends were all over the world. So it was all kind of like thinking about, you know, what's to come, what's to come, what's to come. But then this, you know, about six months later, as we went to Spain and we visited our friend there and it was another opportunity for us to talk about it. And now it's been more, tweaked to make it making it work in the context of our careers but we want to go for one to three months abroad and then come back and be able to take what we learned from the place we go and to set up a living environment that is going to suit us and be more like college honestly be more like an environment where there's people around you're hanging out you're bumping into people all the time but not make that a temporary thing not make that a okay we're doing this until we all meet girlfriends and then we're gonna and i guess like some of us already have girlfriends and but like you know till we all want to split up it's like no we're not gonna split up like we're gonna make this work in a way that we're gonna live within proximity to each other you know with not saying all every waking year of every life but like you know some people go to school some people do this do that but like we're gonna commit to trying to live our lives together that's been super powerful for me. So I'm really excited for this year and where things go. And I just thought I would share with you those experiences because the takeaways that I've gotten is that I've grown more as a man than I ever could have um, in a group. Um, or I've grown more in a group than I could have on my own. The things that I've learned, the, the place that I was able to go because I surrounded myself with the kind of people that I want to become like, you know, each and every one of my friends has it. Uh, admirable aspect an admirable trait that I desire to be like and I even learned this year uh that that and I don't know again this was in this was in a book and it seems credible when you read it from like a national bestseller book but you don't really know but it says habits are more contagious than a common cold like who you surround yourself with there's actually proven to be like clusters of happy and unhappy people in the U.S. and in the world because like it literally affects everything around you. You can be, th- I think you can be three people removed. Like if there's a, if there's a bunch of sad people, 
and you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who's connected to that sad person that can affect you. Like there is clusters of positive and negative regions because habits and energies and emotions, like it can affect you incredibly. So who you're surrounding yourself with is so important for you. And when I've thought about what this group is giving me, it's giving me inspiration. It's giving me purpose. It's giving me friendship and fun, accountability, community. Like all of the juices of life are coming because I have this group that is just everything to me. So I think that, again, why I'm sharing this is like, I just feel called to, to bring up that, you know, if you're interested and if you feel like you're interested in having lifelong friendships that that sustain and interested in having people in your life that will support you if you're thick and thin and you're interested in having like motivation and someone to help hold you accountable and also like to give your life purpose to help others do the same, you know, you can start having these convos. You know, I think to set up a Moai or a, a group of people, all it really takes is is a, a t- intention, intention, uh, commitment and what did he say at the beginning like dependability and and reliability right someone that you go to you can sit down with and just say hey look here's what i'm thinking i want someone who i can talk to everything about i want someone who's gonna hold me accountable inspire me can we can we meet once a month once a week whatever and just make sure we're keeping each other uh in line and from there you know it, it can go a long way there's there's a lot of research saying that you actually will live longer if three people in your life who are your friends, um, you can talk to those people about anything. So if you can just create even three relationships in your life that you can talk to them about anything, anything fun, like literally anything, but anything fun, supportive, serious, you need help mentally, you need help physically, financially, whatever. People you can talk to about everything. If you have three people like that in your life, that is a great, a great start. And then just the idea of making it a regular thing, you know, saying again, once a month, once a week, we're just going to meet up and chat. We might, we're going to do other things. You know, we're going to still be friends. We're still going to hang out at the bars or, or hang out at playing basketball or hang out like wherever, right? Anywhere else. Like, but you schedule in these times where it's committed to helping each other. And I think it's really beautiful. And if you don't, honestly, seriously, if you don't have anyone else to hit up and you don't know where to start, like hit me up, like call me. I, will, I love meeting people who want to genuinely connect with other people and who really want to form meaningful bonds in their life and i'm always down to meet more people who want to do that kind of thing so you know i think it's great to have a variety of friends i have a variety of friends that i go to for a lot of different reasons and i love all of them they're great again my high school friends my college friends the daydreamers everyone has value but to give your life a deeper sense of purpose and meaning you got to have people who are going to have your back at least in my experiences i just feel like if you got people who are there, who have your back, you can talk to anything about you. It just gives your life a lot of purpose and a lot of meaning. And like I mentioned, all the reasons above to the habits you get, the, um, the accountability, the community, all of it has a lot of, a lot of benefits for you in your life. So that is kind of my spiel on where I'm going with this, I'm excited to keep sharing about my experiments with experiments with intentional community because I think it's going to be a huge, huge, huge part of my life going forward. And I even might commit a lot of my life's work to it. So 
I will continue to share my journey exploring this and seeing where this takes me. But in the meantime, if you have any questions or you want to talk more about how to set these things up or how to dive into more meaningful and um, impactful relationships in your life, like hit me up, like contact information's in the bio. Just talk to me. I, I want to have these conversations because I want to discuss these things with people. And if you have other opinions or perspectives, I want to hear those too because I think those are insanely valuable. And I know that I don't know anything yet. I'm 22 years old. And I know a little, I shouldn't say anything, I know a little, but there's a lot to learn. So with that being said, people, just think about the relationships in your life, think about what they're doing to you. And I'd never support leaving friends or, you know, people say like, well, my friend group doesn't really, you know, support me like this. Should I just ditch them? Like, no, like these are your friends. You can't make old friends. Old friends have value. But do a gut check. Like right now, when you listen to this, like say, do I have enough people in my life who I can talk to about these kind of things? And the answer is no. Then there's a lot of people out in the world, go out and find one. Maybe it's someone already in your life. Talk to them. Just say, hey, I'd like to start having more conversations about the things going on in our lives. And do you want to, you know, do you want to set something up like that? Can we, can we set up something where we talk pretty frequently and make that normal so I can just get through this thing I'm going through or so I can talk about my next opportunity or my big ideas with my career, my health or this or that. So I'm hoping that, you know, this information helps you start doing something like that. If that's something that you feel like in your heart that you're missing a little bit. So thanks for tuning in guys. And as always go live an extraordinary life.